What's up, guys, and welcome to MCS Podcast number 319. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson, and I'm going to have to make a confession. I begged Jeff to let me squeeze in another MCS podcast before our big brand change to Warrior Life. Now, the podcast will still be the podcast. It's just that we'll have a different name for it. But before we make that change, I wanted to tackle a subject that goes with one that I sat in for a little while ago, which was survival for seniors. This week's topic is self-defense for senior citizens. I am getting older, as are many people. It beats the alternative, as they say. And I've often thought to myself about how I will continue to defend myself after I can no longer rely on size and strength, something that I've always been able to count on in the past. That is the topic for this week's podcast, and that's what I want to go into detail about. But before we go any farther, make sure to click on over to mcsmagazine.com slash 319. That's mcsmagazine.com slash 319 to download your handy-dandy cheat sheet for this episode. You don't have to worry about taking notes. We've done all the heavy lifting for you. Okay, are you ready? Then one last time here at MCS and the MCS Podcast, let's talk self-defense for seniors. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. All right, we're back. Now, It is possible that the name change might go on just a tiny bit longer, but it's very soon, it's very imminent, it's bearing down upon us, and I have to admit, I feel a little bit sentimental. I've been an employee of MCS for a very long time, and as we switch over to the Warrior Life brand, I'm extremely excited for what that's going to mean for all the great things we're going to do and all the participation that we're going to be getting from our audience, which is you, But I got to admit, you know, seeing the MCS brand go away, I feel a little sentimental about it. And, And it's one of the reasons I got to thinking about this topic. We're all getting older, and I think feeling a little sentimental comes with getting older. I find myself doing that more and more. And, uh, you know, I, my hair has long since left me. I'm, I'm one of those bald dudes now. My beard is gray. And while I'm still a very large person compared to the average person, I worry sometimes that as I get older, uh, as I develop things like arthritis, you know, already my knees start to feel a little uh, not so great. <laughs> I wonder about being able to defend myself as I get older, as the the task of self-defense becomes more of a challenge. And I know that we all think about that, and, and we get lots of questions like that, a lot of our audience, uh, because this is a universal. Everybody gets older. If you're not getting older, you're dead already. So <laughs> given that the alternative is to be alive and to get older, this topic comes to all of us eventually. I still remember the first time somebody used old man as an insult to me. And, and my first thought was, gosh, that's hurtful. <laughs> and then my second thought was, wait a minute, calling somebody old is not much of an insult because eventually if you don't die everyone gets old so given all of that i have for you five tips for uh, how to defend yourself as you get older things that while they may not make us happy to admit and to consider definitely are reality 
So number one, and this is this is one of those hallmarks of self-defense that you see in combative circles and, and in any real serious self-defense program, and that is that you should have a weapon. I know there's this weird idea among some people in the martial arts and self-defense that you ought to be defending yourself barehanded because if you rely on the crutch that is a weapon, you're just you're just not a man. You're not manly enough. And honestly, that's ridiculous. You will never be bigger and stronger than everybody else in the world, no matter how big and strong you are. Um, we actually covered, uh, this was a blog post that we put up at the MCS blog, which will also become the, uh, the Warrior Life blog when we make the switch. But it was the story of a Brazilian mixed martial arts guy, uh, you know, a, a real trained, big, tough dude who got into a road rage altercation. And there's video of what happened when he got into that altercation. He was doing what he'd been trained to do. He was like jockeying for a martial arts position. The other guy pulled out a gun and killed him. Uh, and it's because you don't have to be, you, you, you can't be bigger and stronger than everybody else, but you're always going to encounter people who are willing to cheat, who are willing to just kill you. Um, so one of the things that you have to do if you are serious about self-defense and sort of a universal theme of self-defense as you get older, as you get a little slower, as you get a little weaker, uh, is that you have to have a weapon. A weapon is nothing but a force multiplier. It's not a magic talisman. It's, it's not uh, a cure-all for all situations. What it does is make it possible for you to do more work with less effort. It's like a lever. That's what a lever does. A lever makes it possible to do more work with less effort. Well, the force multiplier that is a weapon, and of course the best one of those is having a firearm, is absolutely vital for you as you get older and slower and weaker. Now, I'm not saying you're old, slow, and weak, period. I'm saying that compare you at 70 years old or 60 years old to you at 20 years old, and obviously there's a physical difference there. I know some of us do get better as we get older, but there's a point of diminishing returns there. Uh, fortunately for you and for me, although not so much for me because I live in New York, most states make provisions for you to carry or at the very least own a firearm for home defense. So even if you can only have it at home for home defense, you should have a firearm. I realize that not everybody is in a position to do that. Some people are not able to and some people don't want to for whatever reason. I'm not telling you that you're wrong. You have to make choices. And frankly, if somebody's uncomfortable having a firearm in their home, I wouldn't want to force it on them. Uh, but you do need to choose a weapon that you can operate even as you get older and as your hands get weaker. So, for example, if you have a handgun, and say it's a good old 1911-45, very popular with the 50- and 60-year-old crowd for obvious reasons. Uh, I am one of those people. Uh, that weapon is going to get harder to operate and manipulate as you get older. Um, arthritis runs in my family. My grandmother was quite crippled with arthritis to the point where she couldn't even sew anymore, something that she had always done. Uh, there are guns on the market that you will simply not be able to operate if, let's say, your hands are weak. Um, I know there, there were some little pocket Berettas that had tip-up barrels, the whole point of which was you could tip up the barrel and put a round in without having to rack the slide. Not that that was ever much of a concern with Berettas because they tend to have just butter smooth slides. The 92 always had such a nice slide action to it. But my point is, choose a weapon that you'll be able to manipulate now and as you get older. Think ahead, plan ahead for that. Um, I would much rather that you choose, let's say, a very accurate 22 than a much bigger pistol with a lot more recoil that's going to become harder for you to control as you get older. These are all factors to consider, but no matter what, you must have a weapon. This is sort of part of number two, my first point in the five tips being to have a weapon. Number two is if you're not going to carry a gun or you can't carry a gun or you don't have a gun for home defense, you really need to consider the power of knives. 
I, I'm not saying knives because knives are cool or because of, you know, quote-unquote knife fighting, which has been a thing in the self-defense world for as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, it was very popular back in the 70s. That was like a renaissance of, of knife fighting books from the 70s and 80s. And, you know, I used to collect the, well, I, I not collect. I used to accumulate books from like the old Paladin Press and Delta Press catalogs back in the mail order days. And that, that was where I got all my books on knife fighting back then. Well, Knives may be cool, but the point is a knife is absolutely one of those powerful weapons that you can carry. If we look at how much damage a knife can do versus how little muscle power you need to have behind it, a razor sharp knife does not have to have hardly any force behind it in order to really hurt someone. Um, knives are also, they're light, they're small, they're easy to conceal, they're cheap, they're, they're easy to buy, they're readily uh, concealable. They have lots going for them. So if you can legally carry a knife, and as you get older, you should consider carrying one because that's going to be one of those force multipliers that will really help you compensate for not being the youngest, strongest, fastest guy out there. I know that I, with the training behind it, at huh, closer to 50 years old than I would like to admit, I know that I, with a knife, am still able to defend myself against younger, stronger guys, provided I'm not facing a gun. Uh, and maybe even in some specific situations I could be, but we don't want to get into those scenarios right now. That's not the point of this podcast. My point is simply that a knife really ups the odds in your favor. So as long as you can legally carry one and you can get the training to use it, you should consider it. Every household has knives in it. Every household has a kitchen full of knives. That's one of the reasons that knives are the most frequently used weapon when it comes to blades in crime. You're not encountering a lot of bad guys out on the street with tactical knives that they use for crime. Often, knives used in crime are used in domestic in, uh, incidents, and that happens in the kitchen. It starts in the kitchen. You know, and what's the first thing everyone does in a horror movie? They grab that big butcher knife out of the knife block on the kitchen counter. So keep that in mind. Consider if you're not going to have a gun or as a backup to a gun, uh, the power of having a quality knife. Number three is something that is, uh, it's one of those pieces of advice that gets given that often sounds trite. You know, when, when, when the police, when the authorities are addressing a series of crimes that have happened in a neighborhood or when they're telling you about bad neighborhoods and, and you know, if you can't avoid them, keep your head on a swivel. It's usually stupid advice when it's given in that context. But when it comes to getting older, it is very important that you increase your level of awareness. Awareness is one of the most important elements of all self-defense. It's one of those fundamentals that is drilled into our heads when we're learning about self-defense uh, as beginners. And, and the good instructors always hammer home that if you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, that you're at a disadvantage. Well, awareness becomes even more important as you get older because you really need to start planning for where you will be most vulnerable. Uh, there's an old rule that says if you avoid stupid places and then you avoid doing stupid things and you avoid places where stupid people are, you'll generally be a lot safer. And that may well be true, but crime and violence will always find you, even at home, even when you're doing everything right. There's plenty of people who've been the victims of home invasions who can testify to that fact. What you need to do as you get older, though, is really take a hard look at where your risks are. For example, if you know that a given neighborhood where you have to go to your drugstore gets a little sketchy after dark, you need to plan your day so that you go there during daylight hours. If you know that uh, you know there's high crime in a place where you like to go walking, maybe find a different place to go walking. There's, 
Everybody's situation is going to be different, but we all know that there are some places where, where we are in more danger than others. As you get older, you will need to start planning around those things to avoid the higher elements of risk. Whereas when you were younger, maybe you're like, well, I can take care of myself. I'm not going to let fear drive what I do. I hate to say it, and we all don't like to admit it. It's not fear to just take into account the fact that, hey, if I get into trouble in this situation, I'm going to be at a disadvantage because I'm getting older, I'm a little slower, I'm a little weaker. Um, whatever way you want to look at it, no matter how annoyed you are at letting external factors control your behavior, you have to acknowledge that this is reality and you have to take responsibility for conducting yourself in a safer, more responsible way. Uh, take fewer risks as you get older. That's just how it is. I mean, I guess you could just keep taking risks and eventually get killed. <laughs> That's, you know, we all make that choice. Number four in my list of five tips for self-defense for seniors is use technology. You want to take advantage of modern technology. And I know that uh, especially um, a lot of us as we get older, we, we tend to dislike newer technology. <laughs> I knew I was old the moment I had to look up some new toy technology. My nephew wanted some toy that I'd never heard of, and it has something to do with you buy the toy, you plug it into the game console, and then the game console has that that item in it in the in the game now, but it's you know coded into this physical object that you have to go out and buy. It's actually a brilliant marketing strategy to get people to keep buying stuff after they bought a game. But I had never heard of this technology before my nephew brought it up and that was the first time I remember thinking, this is what it is to be old, when you have to go online and search, like, what is that thing? I didn't understand Snapchat when it first came out. I found it infuriating. Re regardless, though, modern technology can do a lot for you. From using a, a modern smartphone and messaging apps to stay connected to the people who are in your support network and, you know, just being able to dial 911 and things like that, um, to more technologically advanced ways of setting up your life to better protect yourself. Like for instance, I have a bunch of the Amazon Echo Dots, that's like the Amazon Alexa, and they're connected to these little outlet switches that turn lights on and off. So at, at a voice command, I can turn on every light on the ground floor of the house. Now, that's just a, a convenience thing. You know, if, if I wanna turn the living room off, I just tell it living room off, and it sets off a series of commands turning off certain lights. But if you think about it, if you were worried about a home invasion and with a single command to this device plugged in next to your bed, you could turn on every light in the house, that is a way that technology, modern technology, can be used to make you safer. There's lots of other ways. I encourage you, as you get older, you have a little more time. You have a little more free time as you get older. It's a fact. Uh, people who are retired have lots of free time. That's a great way to use the time that you have is getting into modern technology, figuring out how it works, and then looking at how you can set up the conditions of your life to keep you safer and make life more convenient. Um, it, it's really cool. I have a workshop where I you know, putter around and do some work with Kydex and stuff like that. I have all the lights in the workshop uh, set up that way. And it was specifically because the house is, uh, it has some weird electrical issues where there are certain outlets that don't work and the only way to turn the lights on and off before used to be to find this switch at the other end of the dark workshop. Well, I didn't like that. So now as I'm walking down the steps of the workshop, I can just shout out to it to turn on the workshop lamps and it does and it's really awesome. I've got a fan plugged in that turns on and off. When, I, when I'm when i done, I just tell it, turn everything off and it does. So 
Not only can you make your life more convenient, but you can set yourself up for greater safety with things like that. Uh, you know, ring doorbells, those security doorbells that uh, record. Um, there's all kinds of, of really inexpensive security systems you can buy. I used to have an old school wired security system. It was just a camera that you plugged in. It was a series of cameras. And then it had a, a wireless receiver and you could switch from one camera to the other. And I used to use that to monitor my driveway and I had it plugged into the television in my room um, because at the time I was living in essentially a one room loft setup and I could just turn on the TV and hit a button and monitor the driveway and see who was coming in and out. So think in terms of technology. There's all kinds of great stuff out there and it's getting cheaper than ever. That's the beauty of modern technology. As it gets more advanced, it becomes cheaper. The cost actually comes down. All right, finally, number five. This is sort of the intersection of, of uh, senior citizens and new and, and you know what the, what the kids are doing these days, and that is memes. I, I am something of, uh, I love memes. I don't know what the term for that is. Memophile? It sounds wrong somehow. But I love memes. I have a couple of apps on my phone that, that aggregate memes so I can scroll through them. And there is a self-defense meme that I've always liked. It's, it's called, call an ambulance, but not for me. And it's actually, if you are looking at this podcast on the blog, the image that is part of this podcast is that meme. It's an old guy who, he, the, there's a guy with a knife who's threatening him, mugging him. And the old guy bends over and grabs his heart, like he's having a heart attack, grabs his chest. And then he says, call an ambulance. And then he stands up and he's holding a revolver. But not for me. And we, we need to embody the spirit of the old guy in that meme. Call an ambulance, but not for me. Muggers and other attackers, they often target senior citizens, they target older people because they think you are weak, they think you are frail, and they believe you will be an easy target. The average criminal is not looking to put in a lot of extra work. He wants his job to be as easy as possible, and his job is getting your stuff. So he's going to pick targets that he think will not resist him, and that's why senior citizens are so frequently the target of attacks by criminals. So pretend if you encounter a mugger or even just as you conduct yourself, well, there's a fine line here. You want to pretend to be more frail and more frightened than you really are when you are attacked, but you don't want to project weakness when you're just walking around because that will draw those attacks to you in the first place. Just having a cane, and I know there's lots of people who need canes. Like I said, my knees bother me sometimes. Every once in a while, my back goes out and I use the cane when that happens so I have something to lean against. Um, the cane draws attention. Now, they can be great weapons too, but if you were relying on that cane to hold you up, you're probably not going to be doing a whole lot of striking with it. It's kind of the catch-22 of the self-defense cane. So uh, if you can... When someone does attack you, pretend to be more frail and more scared and weaker than you are so that you can muster all of your strength, all of your power, and explode into your attacker. I know you might be thinking, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to do that. You would be surprised. There are documented cases where senior citizens have just beaten the tar out of their attackers. Every so often, for example, some young punk will make the mistake of attacking some 60-year-old Marine and just not do well for his trouble. I Years ago, I took a, a, a hunter safety course. It was a, it was a firearm safety course that you had to take as part of getting a concealed carry permit. This was years and years ago when I was like 20, something like that, 21. And the guy that taught the course was this grizzled, gray-haired Marine who was still rocking that, that high and tight, flat-top haircut, you know. 
And you can tell this guy gets up and rocks out 100 push-ups every morning. He was great. He had this gravelly voice. He was like something out of a novel. And every word of this is true, I swear. Well, uh, at the time, I was very enamored of reading books and magazines about firearms. And it hadn't been that long since the military had switched from the 1911 to the uh, Beretta 92F, the M92, uh, as the handgun of the military in the United States. And I asked him about it because he was he was talking about the difference between revolvers and automatics. It was a very basic uh, pistol course. And he was holding up a 1911 as part of talking about automatics. And I don't I, I'm assuming that uh, there was an opening to ask a question. I wasn't like trying to be rude or anything. I said, uh, hey, by the way, what do you think about the fact that the military now uses the the uh, Beretta nine millimeter instead of that 1911? And he got this look on his face and he shook his head. And he held the gun out and he said, that right there, that's the best thing for killing a man. <laughs> and I've always remembered it. And, you know, somebody tries to mug that guy in a parking lot. I mean, this was a long time ago, so I'm sure he's probably passed away because otherwise he would be 100 years old by now. But uh, then if anybody had ever given that guy any trouble, they would not have done well for themselves. So never count people out just because they're older and never underestimate what you can do just because you are getting older. Yes, you will need to learn to compensate. Um, the five tips that we've given you are uh, number one, to have a weapon. Number two, when choosing a non-gun weapon, to think in terms of knives because of how much they can do versus how little muscle is required. Number three is to focus on awareness more than ever and plan your day, plan your activities accordingly. Number four is to leverage modern technology to make your life safer and more convenient. And number five is to use people's misconceptions about older people to lull them into a false sense of security so that you can surprise them and, uh, you know, really muster everything you've got to fight back. These five tips, I think, would help all of us at no matter what age we're at. But definitely as we get older, they are things that we have to consider. And I know that it's a problem that comes to all of us eventually. And as they say, it beats the alternative. We should all have such problems. I'm really looking forward to the transition to warrior life, and I hope you are too. Uh, until next time, this is Buck Green sitting in for Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. <laughs> <laughs>